0: Who's in the slot?
1: Look at that direction. On a slam. huge hit.
2: Ball picked off.
0: The volunteers of the Carol make an interception. Jawan Mitchell. They call him Juju. It's a discrepancy. Schuster. They were going to take his shot, but he's picked by Nelson.
2: And Nebraska has picked up the football. Their first takeaway
1: in the game. Wells way down the field. It is into coverage. It is intercepted. It is over. Lamarian James has sealed the victory for Old Dominion. And fittingly, it comes on a takeaway. Welcome back to the WIDP grind. I am Daryl and I'm joined by Justice. What's going on, Justice?
0: Oh, not much, man. Doing great this fine Wednesday evening.
1: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, pretty good uh, Pretty good afternoon. Just got through watching the uh, East-West Shrine Bowl, so I'll have something on that probably tomorrow. Um, I guess more importantly, uh, we have a couple of guests you may know. Uh, before we introduce them, we may have to do this.
0: The champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here.
3: The champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here.
1: The champ is here. The champ
3: is here. Love it. Who's that? Thank, so you. We, Thank you.
1: Yeah, so we have Colin and Dwight from Campus to Canton. Uh, you may know them. Uh, they're here to uh, brag, I'm sure, and rub it in our noses a little bit. How's
2: Dwight going, might not, but I will. I, I will, and, and I will live, uh I, I will vicariously brag through him. Well, so... you know,
1: I'm, I'm quick on this delete button. I'm <laughs> just
2: saying. <laughs> you do have the power. You you get you can
0: you can hit the mute there. <laughs> <laughs> for those no, that I'm... don't know, Dwight is the, uh, the champion of the 2022 Debbie IDP Grind Campus Champion. Uh, he's been playing fantasy football for 32 years. He's on the staffs of Campus Canton and Dynasty Nerds and the host of the Daily Draft Report podcast, which has been putting out a lot of awesome content here over the last several weeks, talking about various uh, college prospects for the 2023 NFL Draft. Both Hollywood and myself were on just this week. Um, in addition, we're glad to have Colin with us. Colin's been playing football, fantasy football for 15 years. He was a semifinalist in the Debbie IDP grind C2C Listener League. He lost to me, of course. <laughs> Colin, I is one of the, one <laughs> Colin is one of the founding members of the Campus to Canton site crew and is one of the hosts of the Campus Life and Canton Bound podcast. The Daily Draft Report Campus Life and Canton Bound podcast can be found on the Campus to Canton Podcast Network, available wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Welcome to the show, guys.
2: Yeah, Thank you. Thank you. First, I got to start off by saying the uh, in addition part. um, It was in my contract that I was supposed to be introduced first so the rest of the show here is under protest <laughs> um, but but thanks for having us on guys yeah and just for a second
3: you said i wasn't gonna brag i got something for you ready oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah i got, oh, got three the the
1: yeah yeah
3: okay <laughs> that's not our rings, but these are ones that I've won, you know, in other leagues. You, you,
1: so. But you'll get one, right? Hollywood yes. oh, yeah. is just going to be absolutely brutal for tonight. <laughs> I mean, you know, you'll get well, one. Well, look at that, these. guys. The time's up. What? <laughs> <laughs> Already? And, and speaking of, there's your guys' two rings that I'll be sending out. Um, yeah.
0: So one for the NFL
1: side, one for the campus side. Yeah. Dwight, Justice like, won, a, won a pair last year. so I got them uh, both last rings. year. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm waiting on a couple of things to come in and then I'll be sending this stuff out to you guys with our listener leagues on IDP nation pretty soon. So um, congratulations guys.
2: Got to give the congrats there to Dwight uh, bringing it home for the campus to Canton team. I will, like I said, just kind of latch on and ride those coattails there. But uh, (laughs) Dwight. Yeah. Great year, man. I, I appreciate you winning. So that way, you know, the, the roles weren't reversed here and we weren't the ones getting smack talked.
3: Imagine <laughs> how giant justice's head would have been if he had won again. Oh
0: my gosh. <laughs> well, if I got on. You to know, that's the thing.
1: only saving grace that you won is I don't have to hear him rub it in my face <laughs> that he's doubled up.
0: Exactly. And I lost in the regular season too, to boot. So. Uh,
1: yeah. So yeah. Thank you to trophy smack. They, uh, were kind enough to uh, sponsor us with the rings for all of our listener leagues, uh, good quality stuff. As you guys know, it's, it's nice, heavy stuff. It looks good. Feels good. Right. As Dion say, look yep. good, feel good, play good. So yeah. Um, we thank them for that. They've uh, been a sponsor of ours for the past few years and they've been kind enough to uh, donate rings for our listener league. So big shout out to them. So um, if you're playing any kind of fancy sports or just sports in general, and you need something uh, nice, they've got everything, right? They've got rings, they've got plaques, trophies, the belts. I don't know if you guys have seen those belts, but those belts are just freaking amazing.
2: Sweet. I have, yeah. Uh, Is that what they use for the the King's Classic one? Uh, The College King's Classic belt? Yeah. Okay, there we go. For those
0: of you not familiar with the – I was going to say, with the Debbie IDP Grind Listener League, there's so obviously me, Brock, and Hollywood are in the league for Debbie IDP Grind. And then there's, I believe, three of you guys from Campus to Canton, uh, Dwight, Colin, obviously, and then Austin. Austin
2: not important. And this year in the semifinals. We, we've got three
1: Campus was, to get Canton guys in our league?
0: Yeah. That's just three well, too
1: damn
0: many. And, and <laughs> I, I pulled double duty, right, because I'm on both. So, um, But in the semifinals this year, it was me and Brock and Colin and Dwight, and, and we made a oh, bet yeah. in the semifinals. Whichever side won, WIDP Grinder Campus to Canton, the loser had to host the winner on the uh, on a podcast. And so we ended up splitting in the semis. I beat Colin and Dwight beat Brock, but then Dwight Dwight beat me for all the marbles in the championship, and here we are.
2: Dwight, I appreciate you bringing it home for us. <laughs> Thanks,
0: man. It was, it was so crazy. So justice
1: losing is what caused all this. So, okay, um, we need
0: a new co-host here. <laughs> well, you can't have it both ways. You can't get mad if I win and then get mad because I lost. <laughs> oh, but uh, I can, can. <laughs> Have you met me? <laughs> Technically, you can, yeah. <laughs> well, and, I, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Dwight, but I think you had an IDP guy have like a, didn't he have like a 50-yard touchdown return? And that basically is what, like, but, but there was a difference? I
3: don't know. I blacked out that
0: weekend. So. <laughs> you had IDP guy that had like a, had had a crazy game,
3: and that kind of yeah, probably the deal for you. Uh, yeah, I don't know.
2: I I don't remember honestly. That's that's terrible. But I don't remember. So it's poetic though no, that the IDP is what sank you. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, but it's good stuff though. I mean, I'm glad you guys oh, yeah. uh, were able to win, right? Because I feel like. Maybe that's not your expertise in, per se,
2: but definitely not.
1: It's another voice for us, right? You guys can say, "Hey, we tried IDP. Look what we done. We like it, or whatever." So, yeah, um, it's good. right? Well, good for the game. I already have it. variety. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Oh, and without a doubt. Yeah. I'm in uh, another C2C IDP guys with you um, two and Brock. Brock commissions it. I've been in that one for a couple years now.
0: And Austin won oh, yeah. that one, right? So,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna have
1: to do something about these campus to camp guys. This is just well,
2: here. we're we're riding uh, Justice's coattails a little bit <laughs> was, there. Those <laughs> tools and the and the player rankings that he put up on our site with the uh, the scoring for those IDP guys, like that was huge for me. I, I mean, I was kind of flying by the seat of my pants, like pretty reactionary as it is, and then that came along and and just kind of mapped out like. All right, I got to go pick up. Let me go down through the list here, see who's available, and pick up the the highest scores.
0: And I, I know Austin used it a lot too, so it helped them in that league to win. So, yeah,
2: Justice
1: does a lot of good stuff with that stuff. Um, if you if you don't haven't checked it out, go follow his stuff. He does great work on all that stuff. Um, oh, enough about these campus to Canton guys. This just, that made my <laughs> belly turn right for a minute. I was like, what the heck. Um, but no, again, I'm glad you guys, uh, won, got to enjoy it, enjoy it. I hope you, uh, spread the word, but that'll be the last time you win in our league. Um, Jackson Mitchell has other stuff to say. <laughs> 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 right. All right. Um, so let's get to some news and notes, justice. And I'll let you, uh, I'll let you lead here. All
0: right. So the PAC 12 is supposedly in talks with smu and san diego state to join the conference that news broke i probably saw it three days ago maybe and i think it kind of really like gained traction today um you know conference realignment's kind of an ongoing ever-evolving process yeah i to me it's the san diego state one it seems kind of odd i guess but you know um it gives them some more presence in, in California and in Southern California where they're losing UCLA and USC. So, from that respect, it makes sense. I don't know. Well, gives
1: them a little touch in, in, in Texas,
0: too. In so. Texas, sure. Well, that, that, that's, definitely a big, makes sure. that's a big that's high good. school state right there. So, the San Diego State thing from a football competitiveness standpoint seems kind of odd to me, but you know, it's right. all about football.
2: Yeah, I think the SMU thing it made a lot of sense to me. You, you, you get the uh, Dallas, Texas market, like you guys are saying there, and then uh, we had somebody in the uh, in our Slack channel talking about how small SMU is, and I did not realize that they were under ten thousand undergrad. I think it was like seven thousand oh, really? ish or six thousand. Yeah, I did not realize that it was that small. That wow. Yeah, I thought it was more like you know fifteen. Maybe yeah. clubs are like 17, something like that. But I didn't realize it was that small. Wow.
0: Yeah, I didn't either. I saw that post too. I wasn't, I was not aware. The San Diego State, but San Diego State, I think they said was like 30,000. So that's yeah, something like that. kind of right on par with a lot of the other Pac-5 or Pac-12 schools.
3: Right, yeah. Pac-12 was coming up on a new contract, needed to do something. And I think getting Houston and San Diego, or getting the, the area of Houston, you know, and then San diego state just makes tons of sense from from a contract standpoint i don't know how it improves the conference football much um smu's been pretty competitive but san diego state i mean it's just yeah it's a big jump for them it is yeah so it definitely makes sense from
0: financial both have been pretty decent in basketball so
2: yeah yeah and and the pac-12 i know they they call themselves the conference of champions that i know they focus on other sports as well so the basketball could definitely have been a draw as well.
0: All right. Uh, next five star athlete in the class of 2023, Nicholas Harbour, has uh, committed to the South Carolina Gamecocks. Uh, Harbour is six foot five, 225 pounds. He's the number one ranked athlete and number 15 overall in the class. Um, and the surprising thing to me is he supposedly wants to play wide receiver for the Gamecocks, which so, <laughs> I think so we've talked about low. this, Justice. We've yeah, talked, we've, about, we've talked him, about him and before. Chuck.
1: So I'm really curious to hear what Dwight and Collins got to say. Um, and I, I guess to lead into them, um, I think he's a defensive player. I, I think that's where he's he wants been, to get to the right? NFL. Yeah. Right. Um, but his desire to play offense, I don't know how many teams or that had given him offers were willing to truly give him that option on offense. Um and I kinda think that's where South Carolina come in, right? Um Right.
0: Well, like, and I think I it mean, has a lot to do with him wanting to run track. That too, yeah. There's their track coaches like renowned. Right.
3: My thought is if he's going to play wide receiver, we can't talk about him on this podcast. So next subject. <laughs> oh, wait. Is that a lot? I don't know. A wide receiver, if you watch him play football, does not make any sense at all. He is not that type of athlete that you need to be to play wide receiver these days. He's got a lot of work to do. Like he's yeah. got the speed. He's got athleticism, but he has a ton of work to do to be a wide receiver. That's why tight end made a little more sense.
0: Yeah.
3: But he still had work to right. do there too. He had a lot of work to do
0: to play tight end. So I mean he had work to do to play in defensive end and edge too. Right. But I think that that seemed to be a more natural position for his ability. Exactly. Abilities. Yeah. The, the downside is he's gonna have to gain weight.
2: Right. Yeah, I mean you can say that about the wide receiver position. At least he won't have to gain weight, which I think was a big concern of his uh because he does have like Olympic aspirations. Like he is right. fast enough that he Wants to compete in whatever the, the next Olympics are, I think, 20, Yeah, twenty twenty four. Yeah, he wants to compete in the 2024 Olympics. So keeping the weight off is probably a draw for him. But if you're looking at NFL future, like you guys are saying, like, I don't think it's at the wide receiver position unless we see yeah. some significant development.
0: Yeah, I know. I know folks have asked, like, in our discord about where they should draft them, um, even if, even in a league that has IDP and like it, it for me it had to be super late because right. it's, it's very risky it's it's super risky cuz he he stays offense only like number 1 I don't see great college production coming and I see no NFL future on the offensive side of the ball so it, in my opinion it could be very well could be a waste to pick so it's got to be so I'll probably never own him because it has to be so late like someone's got to take a chance you know early
2: yeah, and, and somebody's going to take the 15th overall player in the class way right. earlier than any of us are are looking at taking him here. I mean, he's highly rated recruit freak athlete, so somebody's going to take that chance way before I will. So I'll be with you.
1: So, so that, that kind of leads me into what I wanted to ask here. So clearly me and Justice are defensive guys. Dwight, you and Collar are offensive guys, and we've kind of touched on this. What are you doing with him? as far as campus to camp i mean um i mean me and justice we kind of think he's more defensive and you, colin you kind of mentioned that too but is there a scenario where you would entertain picking him up for offense and if so kind of where are you projecting him to be targeted you know in drafts or whatever because I think he's like a legit wild card, right? Because it's almost yeah, right. like he's the player nobody knows what to do with. Is he defense? Is he offense? Is he neither?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great question. Personally, like I I'm, said, I'm kind of more along the lines with you guys. I don't really see much of an offensive future for him at the NFL level. Uh, and South Carolina is not this you know prolific offense either where, you know, okay, well, they'll at least – he'll put up a ton of points on the college side for you in a campus to Canton league, you know, they, they had some success with a smaller tight end, like a Jaheim bell uh, who's maybe more of like a move position. And maybe that's kind of what they envision him doing. That would probably be the most intriguing for me, but I'm still not taking him very early. I'll take a shot on the athletic upside at some point, but if we're talking right. like in the supplemental, I mean, I'm probably looking in like the middle round, maybe like at round 10, in the supplemental draft and at that point it's just kind of all dart throws yeah yeah why why not i mean there is a situation where
3: with some development he could turn into dk Metcalf. i mean yeah uh, the upsides there the athleticism's there there's tools but you know he's got to put in a lot of work and maybe he's willing to do it so he's he, <laughs> his college tape, his high school tape is crazy fun to watch i mean it's just like a man amongst boys it's crazy
0: i think i think if he gets if he gets classified as a tight end for like band tracks right then that's going to increase his value right um interesting you talked about his high school competition because when we when me hollywood and brock talked about um watching him on film like i got the impression you know that he, he wasn't really facing high level competition right? um there, there was, there was one particular video that I guess me and Hollywood must have watched the same game, but there was one kid that, like, basically oh, stood yeah. up to him, so to speak, and was kind of giving him fits. Now, clearly, this kid is not on the same talent level as, as Harbor was, but he was, you know, he was fighting, he was fighting him, and so, you know, it just, it, it kind of showed me that hey, he's got, he's still got quite a bit of development to do, even as a defensive end. He should yeah. have dominated this kid. This kid
1: was, what, Justice, probably half his size, maybe, as far as height and weight. Maybe I mean, it was close. Yeah,
0: I mean, I would guesstimate the kid was probably, I don't know, 5'10", 180 pounds, maybe. I don't know. And he I was just like giving that. him
1: the business, dude. He was just straight up on the edge, too, right? So, he was yeah. playing almost like a tackle and because, you know, they had harbors kind of split wide, and he just didn't back down, and I told Justin, I was like, man, that's going to be a problem for him if he... If a kid like this, and and no disrespect to the kid, but if, you know, a player that size is giving you problems this early, what are you going to do when you start facing true, legit talent, right?
3: You see a lot of these guys that have that their type of athletic profile in high school that can get by with nothing. You know, they just have... You can just run in a straight line. You can just run around tackles you know you don't have to do much because you're that much better than everybody else so when we watch the high school tape it's something we kind of have to take into account you know but it's you know he'll learn real quick he can't do that in the even in college yes. he's going he'll to have to jerk. work so yeah. yeah i mean
2: the dmv area there has like some talent but right. like overall as like a league like yeah like you're saying the strength of the competition is not that high i think On max preps, this this level of strength of schedule or whatever is like sub-20, which is just some of the worst competition you can get out there.
0: You want to take over the NFL Combine stuff, Hollywood?
1: Sure, sure, sure. I
0: forgot what I was doing here. My bad. This list of names, that's fun to read. I like making Hollywood read hard names. <laughs> that's why you're in. Colin, asshole. take it away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I'm, our I'm, joke I'm, on I'm, our. You know.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so the combine invites went out. Um, a huge list of who's who, right? Um, all the big names Will Anderson, Nick Hampton, Drew Sanders, Andre Carter, uh, Dwight, we talked about him, um, Derek Hall, JL Skinner, Thomas and Kuhn. Ivan Pace, Shaka Hayward, Jose Ramirez, who I love, uh, Jamie Robinson, Jalen Carter, Keon White, Devin Witherspoon, Jack Campbell, we were talking off air about him, um, Felix Anaduke Izama, O'Shawn Mathis, Isaiah Foskey, Ronnie Hickman, Noah Sewell, Joel Porter, Joey Porter Jr., Kalaja Kansi, um, Vila Mafihilko, Caillou Blue, Kelly, Jeremy Banks, DeMar Overshone, Tyree Wilson, Dorian Williams, Tuli Tupiloto, Carlick Phillips, Anthony Orji, and Dayan Henley.
0: Um, whew, any of those guys you, want, you guys specifically would like to talk about? or I mean, I, I like, you know, I, I know Dwight and uh, Hollywood recently did a uh, podcast on Andre Carter. Do you have any thoughts on yeah. I mean, I can share my thoughts on him. I think he's. He's really raw. Um, yep. That's I think what he we has. Said, right? I think. I think he has a lot of potential and upside. Yeah. Sounds you familiar, right?
1: Right. That's kind of what yeah. we said.
3: You can listen to our conversation on it by subscribing <laughs> to this link below, which is twenty nine ninety nine a year. No. Oh wait, what else was <laughs> no, it's... no, there's a lot of guys on there that I'm curious to see what they do. Like I've, I really like Skinner quite a bit. I liked pace a lot in college, you know, like Hollywood said, Ramirez. I'm curious to see what he does. And it's curious to see what Jack Campbell's how his athleticism is. You know, same with the other linebackers like Sewell. I want to see I what think he does. Ramirez everything. is gonna be a dude.
0: I really Campbell, do. Campbell was the number I, I believe he was the number one player on uh Bruce Feldman's freak list in twenty twenty one. Maybe he wasn't number one. I, for some reason, I think he was, but he was definitely on the list for sure. Yeah. Um. So you know, he he definitely has some athleticism.
2: Yeah, and we were talking a little bit, you know, pre-show here. Like, I think this is a good linebacker class overall. I mean, Campbell, Trenton Simpson, uh, Sewell, Drew Sanders, even like you know Henry toho Like, yeah, I think this is a really pretty good linebacker class here. And you don't really hear a lot of the the buzz about these guys like going you know, first rounds and mocks. I mean, I'm I'm curious to hear you guys' thoughts on how you think this linebacker class will kind of translate to the IDP side on the NFL side.
0: Like for me, I would say my top two from a strictly from a fantasy perspective are Sanders and Jack Campbell. Um I think Simpson will translate well for the NFL game. I just don't know from a fantasy production standpoint is he gonna you
2: know, do all that great. Yeah, I think that's fair. Who was the the other cli- uh, Clemson linebacker a couple years ago? That was... Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, Simmons. That's it. That's it. Maybe he has a similar impact there. Yeah,
0: where it's just he's just almost too versatile. Right, we're, we're, and you know this, that that happens. Right, where there's a lot of guys that are really really good NFL players or real life players, but not necessarily good. You know, from a fantasy perspective. I mean, Miles Murphy is one that I think of in that way when I think of this this, this incoming uh, defensive end or edge class. Like, I think he's a fine, great NFL – he'll be a great NFL player. I just don't know from a – the production, I don't believe, will be there from a fantasy standpoint to make him more than, like, a spot starter. Right. Man, he is getting some super high praise,
1: and rightfully so, right? I mean, he's that good. Um. But I'm working on some stuff and was looking at some uh big boards, not mock drafts, just big boards, right? And you got Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks and, and some of those guys. That's some of the things, Rob Rang and some of those guys. And man, they are putting Miles Murphy IDP wise. He's well, not just IDP wise, right? Overall big board, you're seeing a lot of Miles Murphy in the top five, ten. And whew.
2: I, I, yeah, I've seen I, him mock to the Falcons a lot, which I'm a Falcons fan, um, and I wouldn't hate that. You know, we do that. No, no that
0: wouldn't be bad at all. One, one guy I'm kind of interested to see how he does at the combine. And I think he's going to do well at the combine. Um, is Demarvion Overshone. Mm. Like right. he was someone I was kind of excited about just from you know he's gone from a you know he's he's kind of like a hybrid guy, right? Safety linebacker. So I think his game will translate well to the NFL. But when I was talking with Barnabas um, this week about what he saw at the uh, the Senior Bowl, and he basically said that uh, it, it, you know, overshones lazy and, and doesn't, uh, you know, do, it doesn't seem to work hard. Like he has, he had, his, I think his statement was something like he had the most talent on on the whole team, but he didn't, you know, the effort wasn't there.
2: Yeah, it didn't show. Interesting.
0: So it'll, I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, how how he uh, does in the NFL. Dayon De- Henley, I think, is another one too. Like he looked good last week. kind of excited about, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's another one of those, you know, a those lot of hybrid ground. guys. Mm-hmm. Going and back
1: it, to Overshawn for a minute, he's, he, him being such a hybrid player, right? Because he started. We've talked about this just. He started out at safety kind of moved into that in-between role safety linebacker, and then kind of this past season kind of made the full push into linebacker.
0: But even then he kind of took a back seat to Jalen Ford, I think, this year, as far as linebacker. Right, Jalen
1: Ford, IDP purposes next year, you guys need him on your roster, right? We've talked about this before, Justice. He's the dude down there in Texas. But Overshawn, I I kind of wonder where he's going to fit NFL-wise, right? Um
0: Again, it might be like a, like Isaiah Simmons, you know?
1: And if that's the case, if that's the case, I think
0: I'm passing. From a fantasy I, I
1: perspective, mean, sure. Yeah, yeah, for a fantasy, yeah. I think I'm passing because Simmons hasn't panned out to be fantasy-wise what we thought he would be, right? So, yeah. um, I don't know. He the, Those kind of tweener prospects kind of – Scare me a little bit because you just don't know how they're going to fit or whatever,
0: right? Anthony yeah, and Ward another one too, right? From Vanderbilt, yeah. didn't he start off at sexy? Yes. And I mean, I, I'm act- I, I'm, I, I was, he, I'm kind of surprised he got invited, but it's encouraging for him, right? Um, he, he kind of, I don't know, he always kind of shirked me as the guy that you know had a lot of production. That's because he was on a bad team, right? right? And I, 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 I He he never really struck me as a guy with a high NFL, you know, potential or anything. So, but at least he got invited to the combine. So that's encouraging, right?
2: Yeah.
0: The, uh, um, any other guys you want to talk about, Hollywood, on the, they they actually got invited?
1: Uh, Jose Ramirez. That dude's going to be, I'm telling you, don't, don't do it you know don't say hey eastern michigan Nah, max crosby that's all you need to know same fit same mold same this dude showed his senior bowl right i mean he was he was falling out there so yeah um he's somebody i've already got targeted on my list whatever it takes i'm, I'm kind of going after him right
2: um, let me just jot that one down here
1: <laughs> yeah, you didn't hear nothing, Colin. Shut up. He's <laughs> probably already home
0: in our league, so unless you trade for him, you don't know, anyway. But,
1: right, yeah. but I mean, if you're looking in non-campus scan right, if you're looking NFL only, Honestly, yeah. that's a rookie mm-hmm. you're kind of targeting, right? So, um, yeah, uh, really got him high on my
0: list. I'll tell you someone who I was impressed with and, and has nothing to do with uh, from a – fantasy perspective because he's a cornerback so cornerbacks are whatever for me they're whatever for fantasy but um i got i, I watched a bit of devin Witherspoon and um, I, I was i was impressed with his you know his senior year um, yeah he's
2: been climbing up some draft boards yeah. like yep. the big yep. boards
0: and like he he had a phenomenal year statistical wise metrics wise all of the above i think the the only concern i could see is You know, was that just a one-year thing, right? Because that he he didn't do he didn't do that in the previous years. But you know, he's you know, before I had watched tape on him, um, people like all the comments I had heard was, oh, he's a lockdown corner, lockdown corner. So I didn't expect him to be as physical as he is, and and he he's he's pretty physical for. You know, someone that's also got lockdown uh, corner skills. So, I, I was I was fairly impressed with him. So I agree with you on Witherspoon, and let me just say this:
1: most people think like you do, right? Justice, their corners are a dime a dozen. They stream them, you know. Yeah. And I'm with you to a point. I think I get into a there's certain corners out that I'll look at, and I'm like, that's my dude. I'll, I'll take you no matter what, you know, whatever. I think with the success that we saw last year with Ahmad Gardner, Tariq Woolen, corners are going to get so over freaking drafted this year that the value is just not going to be there. But if you can get, I think there's a couple corners you can look at, you know, later, you know, a little later in the draft. If you play your cards right and they fall to you, then I think you should take them. But um, yeah, you Witherspoon is definitely one. I've seen him in some mock drafts from, you know, some of the industry's best. I've seen him. He's easily a top ten pick, right? And I'm like, yeesh. You know, I've seen Detroit looking at him. I've seen other teams. I'm like, yeesh, I, I just don't, you know. And like you said, is he just a one-year thing, right? So, um, got to kind of pump the brakes, I think, on corners. But if you can get the right value, I'm, I'm all for it.
0: I know uh Dwight was talking about being excited about the uh, JL Skinner and and you know, I didn't watch a lot of Boise football, but when I watched the senior bowl, like that dude's big, he's huge. Like
2: First of all, all, I really, love me JL Skinner. It really
0: stood out to me how much taller he is than like than he was like everybody on the team, you know. I was that that, that right. I, I, I just never realized that. And being I'm a beginner, right?
1: so I love J L Skinner. I watched the Pac-12 after dark and all that stuff. And I feel like he's not getting the respect he deserves. Yeah, he's a big safety, right? B- big st- big body, big height, physical, whatever. Physical safety. Yeah, physical will come down and hit you, and you automatically, when you start saying some of those things, I think people, us too, right? We start thinking, okay, is he, is he Jerry, strong Jim? safety? Yes, strong safety, more of an inbox linebacker. Does he transition to linebacker full-time? But don't sleep on his coverage skills. Go back and watch some of his games. But, he, well, I think that really is the weakest part, of his game, too, though, So right?
0: is the coverage. So, right, but he's not. It's not like he's horrible in coverage. No, I'm not saying he's horrible, but I think that's that's probably the the weaker part. Yeah, it, big, it, it may right?
1: be the weaker part, but I th- I think if you can leave
0: him at strong, and I say and say weaker, and let like him do no, what he wants to, probably I think he's good that number probably one through three. He's probably four or five. I don't know, somewhere in there.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: Yeah,
2: Dwight, you were a big fan of him, right? You guys you covered him on the Daily Draft yeah. Report, I think. Yeah, yeah like uh,
3: you don't see too many safeties that are 6'4 like that that move like he does and hits like he does. Um you know, and he says he he, he loved Cam Chancellor and, and you see a little bit of his game. But I think he's smart. He's a big hitter, but he's also smart when he hits. Like I mentioned that in our disc and you know, someone mentioned in our Discord that he had been flagged for And he has been, but if you watch a lot of his big hits, he he's smart. You know, he 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 understands the restrictions that are coming in the NFL game these days. You know, so I like he that. Was on, he was on our and intro last
0: year for one of those hits. I mean, he absolutely leveled no. the guy.
3: Yeah. He's a he's a he's good. I like him a lot. So I, I like those yeah, guys. Cool. Can, I want those guys to hit though. I don't care. I mean yeah, I don't even yeah. care what he does for fantasy. I just like him. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: and, and since all four of us are kind of industry guys here, this is this is the kind of stuff we get from our <laughs> listeners, our followers. Just look it up and saw yeah, he <laughs> Yeah, yeah. they're tuned in. They're they're ready to cash in for the jackpot. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I got to get back to, to Brian. Better.
2: Brian, I got to get back to you uh, on your uh, on the message you sent me and the DM you sent me. I apologize.
0: <laughs> there you go
1: there you go brian is a, a great listener a great follower um follows all of our work pods and all that stuff so and i'm not giving you nothing brian because i know how you
0: operate so <laughs> he's a he's a great fancy player too he's he's in yes he is um, i mean all all the leagues with brock he's in all those and he's in the listener league too so
1: yeah me and him makes a lot of trades a lot of you know me and him talk back and forth and i think that's that's what we're doing this for, right? I mean, we love the sport. and We love to play fantasy football, but doing the content stuff, this is kind of where we're at. So yeah. Um, And again, Brian, I'm not trading you nothing. So
0: go away. (laughs) Well, let's talk about some of the guys that were uh, snubbed from the uh, uh, combine list and invite list. So I kind of went through and kind of developed a list and we can talk about some of these guys. So the guy that was, Without a shadow of a doubt, like number one snub was Carl Brooks, the uh, defensive lineman from Bowling Green. Um, some others were Mahmoud Diabadi, from, linebacker from Utah, Deswan Johnson, defensive lineman from Toledo, Marty Mapu, uh, safety from Sacramento State, Aubrey Miller, linebacker from Jackson State, Carlton Marshall, linebacker from Troy, AJ Finley, safety from Ole Miss, Khalif Halasi, uh, I think he's cornerback. Um, he might play some safety too from Western Kentucky. Uh, Bumper Pool, linebacker Arkansas. Michael Jones, linebacker Arkansas. And Drake Thomas, linebacker NC State. I was Like all those kind of seem right to me. The one that I'm not surprised, and I know if Brock was here, he would absolutely say he's not surprised. That's uh, Mahmoud Diabadi from Utah. Like I like him a lot. Brock doesn't like him at all. So I'm so um, surprised
2: that he I'm so surprised he didn't make the, the combine list coming from Florida and then Utah. You know, no. I, he's an yeah. athletic guy too. Like you know, it I think, seemed like a, a I don't, I don't wanna, for an invite.
0: I don't wanna speak for Brock, but I think Brock just feels like he's just a like a body. Like there's nothing special about right. him. Well, that's what we think about you, Brock, so settle down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would say, like
2: – The, the mean, poor guy's not even here to defend himself.
0: That's, <laughs> that's the, the best part. Maybe exactly. we can talk about these guys because Hollywood's been watching all these uh, – the Senior Bowl and Shrine Bowl. What are your thoughts on Mapu and um, Aubrey Miller, Hollywood? Because Mapu uh, was a Bowl, right? He was and had a pretty good
1: game, right? Um, so – He's actually somebody I'm going to have to go back and look at a little bit. Um Looking at this list, you know, you, as you read them off, two names that made my ears perk right away was Carl Brooks and uh Thomas and Kuhn, right? Uh, they're Matt guys. Carl Brooks is a beast.
0: Oh, and Kuhn, and no, say, Kuhn, and Kuhn got invited. So maybe oh, you're thinking DeSwan Johnson. DeSwan Johnson's a Matt guy that didn't. Oh, well,
1: I'm surprised that Brooks didn't get invited. Like I said, he was a, Damn. a beast, right? Um, so, yeah, I see your thing here. Uh, I'm kind of surprised that Khalif Halsey didn't get from Western Kentucky, the corner, didn't get invited. Um, Drake Thomas kind of
0: surprised me he didn't get invited. Drake Thomas, Thomas and Michael Jones, too, yeah. those two surprised me the most other than Brooks. Right.
2: Yeah, Thomas was all ACC – Last year, um, I mean, he was a, he was a stud. He had a great. He's year a little I undersized. Year. He's a little undersized, but you still think like that would would warrant an invite at least.
0: I've heard people talk about Carlton Marshall, and that one doesn't surprise me as much. Like, no, um, he didn't look very good last week. He's he's a great college player, but. Right.
2: I, I all-time leading know, tackler. i got to put a little respect on that one.
0: Yeah, but here's the
1: thing. <laughs> oh. We we talk about yeah. these snubs yeah. to the Senior Bowl, right? And I think I read – I need to go back and double-check this. But I think I read somewhere a little while ago that the Senior Bowl sent out over 300-plus invites, right? The mm-hmm. uh,
0: combine list, yes. Uh, yeah, the combine.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm kind of surprised that these guys
0: are not getting – Well, and then I, luck, I, right? I thought I saw someone tweet that – um, there were like 32 non-Combine players that got drafted. But then there were like 90 Combine right. players That's that didn't that. get
1: drafted. So, and, and to kind of piggyback yep. off that, DeMar Smith, the NFLPA president, right? I saw that go across the screen earlier. He's pushing to end the Combine. He wants to go really? to a regional – regional pro-date thing. So I'm assuming that would be like an East Coast regional, West Coast regional, you know, which I guess that would work for at least four. That would would kind of make sense, right? Because you're involving more players, getting more eyes on them than just one big More money in Indianapolis. But I don't know that that's going away anytime soon.
2: I don't know though. I mean, I think the the combine itself is a huge draw. Like if you split it up in regionals – you might not get the same media attention and, and the same what uh if they did
0: four, like maybe they did four, right? East Coast, West Coast, Chicago and Texas. I don't know.
3: You know, one you guys didn't mention that I'm kinda of surprised is uh I, I didn't really heard of him much until last week, the Stephen F. Austin's B J Thompson. Mm. I mean, he looked phenomenal at the shrine bowl. So and then yeah. I kind of dug a little bit into his tape and he he's legit. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm glad guy. you said that because I just wa- just finished watching that game before we gonna jumped on, and man, he flashed everywhere. Right? I mean, yeah, he, he's he got a lot of big close plays. this. Uh, yes, yes. So I think he's a guy, myself included, that scouts are going to go back and they're going to be like, okay, we need to take another look at this guy. So kind of a hot name, I think. That's depending on what you see on tape, he could be one that starts to take off between now and the draft a
2: little bit. Uh, I mean, we want to talk about names too. I think uh Bumper Pool. I feel like oh, you just yeah. got to invite him. Draw a, <laughs> draw some attention there to that. You know, you'll you'll get some you'll wasn't get he, some media attention, some tweets at least. It'll make wasn't he pitch perfecter? <laughs> oh wait, that's a different bumper. My bad.
0: He was he was on our all <laughs> name list. Oh, I think I think yeah. our our best name was Buck Coors.
2: Mm, that's a good one. Uh, yes.
0: Is he a linebacker? For... Buckshot Calvert.
2: I think that
0: was a Wyoming guy too or montana or <laughs> somewhere i don't remember yeah but another guy i was surprised that didn't get the invite list was jordan ferguson from middle tennessee yep i mean he it's...
1: actually dominated the hula bowl i mean he was all over the place uh, three or four tackles three or four solos he had two and a half i think it was tfls and two sacks a pass deflection um yeah he which I had him in some IDP campus to camp leagues and he did well. So, um, yeah, I was kind of surprised he didn't get get the uh, end there as well. So,
0: all right, moving on to the next uh, bit of news. Uh, talking a little NIL, so there was some fallout recently with, I know it's quarterback, but uh, quarterback Jaden <laughs> Um He had committed to Florida but he recently asked for his release and he was granted his release from his uh letter of intent I and mean, was yeah, going to so Arizona, or Arizona state, Arizona state, Arizona state. Um, but you know, some, some more, some details have come out recently where he reportedly had a deal. It looked like it was almost $14 million. I think it was like $13.8 million with Florida. So Ooh. like I know like, you know, for old dominion, the guys are like, holy crap. Like, you know, we we only have thirteen million to give to every single player, much less one player, right? That's, that's freaking you know. insane, right? I don't care if you're talking
1: that's SEC elite teams, Alabama or ACC, Clemson. You know, your elite teams, thirteen million for a college player. That's that's a it
3: lot. Had a yeah. it had a really weird structure and all these weird little like stipulations to it. It, it was something you we're not going to see a lot of, hopefully. Or else they are going to put a lot of regulations on this stuff really quickly. I mean, there was just some wonky ass shit in that
0: contract. And well, the, the
1: the one thing yeah. that was loves- for the wonky comment. Love it, wonky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the one thing like I'm wondering about is like so you, you hear you've heard two sides of the story, right? One side is saying they didn't really have that money to give him anyway. Right. And then the other side is saying, oh, well, his family, agents, whatever you want to call them, were shopping his services around even even afterwards so oh. but like it, it, it like the interesting part to me is like this whole agent concept or whatever like is there are we gonna not to say it doesn't already exist right because it, it has and it has for years i think right especially i think with like basketball like aau right mm-hmm. but um are we gonna see a more formalized like legit like these guys have agents you know I mean, I don't
3: know.
2: We're going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. I think think we'll, we'll have to trend that way or they'll have to stop the whole, all like all these other stipulations in there. Like, cause it's essentially pay for play when you put a residency stipulation in there. Like he had to live in Gainesville. So that's essentially pay for play. Like if he's not living in Gainesville or if he's playing in another school, then you can't, he can't live, live in Gainesville. Gainesville. Yeah. So uh, I think you're going to have to end those types of things. Otherwise you will need an agent for these players, you know? And I think either way, I feel bad for the kid. I feel bad for Rashada because it's either Florida's fault and the collective for, you know, not having the money over promising that, or it's his family's fault for kind of shopping his services around. Cause I've heard it was more the family than him. So I think, yes, that's I feel, yes. yeah, I feel the worst for Rashada in this situation. Because he's getting and, and, and,
0: now, and the truth is, there's probably it's probably somewhere in the middle, right? There's, right, there's a little uh, bit of both of those things. I'm assuming we're not supposed to pimp out our kids.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't I, have kids yet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You'll understand one day. <laughs> one day.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, moving on to our five-star topic tonight. Um, we want to talk a little bit about college fantasy football, IDP, and c to c formats, talk about some of the basics, and then answer some questions. Um, the questions we have are really more specific to IDP. Um, Colin, do you want to talk a little bit about c to c and the format?
2: Yeah, so for anybody you know who's listening is not familiar with the, the Campus to Canton format, it's, you know, essentially two leagues combined into one. You have your, your campus side, your college side, uh, and that's just college fantasy football. It's dynasty college fantasy football. So you're rolling over the same players each year. You're competing for a championship on that side. You want to score points on that side. So guys, um, you know, like Jose Ramirez from Eastern Michigan, that's that's valuable, um, you know, and even guys lower than that, you know, who may not have much of an NFL future like we were talking Carlton Marshall all-time leading tackler in the NCAA you know he's extremely valuable on that side but maybe doesn't have an NFL future so you're competing for a championship on that side with all sorts of guys and then once they graduate they move on to the NFL they just move straight over to your NFL side where you're also competing for a championship and that's more your traditional dynasty league but instead of having like you know that big three five round rookie draft whatever you have you just have your guys roll in, and then you do have the rookie draft too to get some of these uh, to clean up some of you know the Trey Lances who come from like an FCS type of situation. But um, it's I know it's my favorite format ever since I discovered it. I love the the college side and the strategy between both of these two and kind of marrying it and winning a championship on both sides, like Justice
0: did. Yeah, so like talk about your favorite format. I agree one hundred thousand percent. The only thing I would add to that is C to C with idp is my favorite format so like before i was before i was introduced to c2c um like i played college fantasy football for i don't know 25 years or so and it was by far my favorite format Um, just because i felt like the work you put in you can reap those rewards it's not like Mm -hmm. nfl where i can go to this grocery store buy a magazine and win the league you know um you gotta You know, it's it's harder to find the information um and, and there's a lot and there, and there's so much more information you know to begin with so there's so many more teams and yeah. um, so I, I I ended up getting into a dynasty a college dynasty league with Brock and then Brock started asking me about joining these c2c leagues I'm like man I don't know I, I don't like I don't like I don't like NFL man like I played yeah, Brock he's he's peer pressure that's what Brock is peer pressure. I played it in NFL leagues. You know, I, I did it, but like I didn't really, it wasn't, you know, I, I could give it, leave it or take it. It didn't really do a whole lot for me. And he was like, man, you need to try, you know, C to C with IDP. And uh, I said, I gave it a shot, man. And I was hooked really, really quick. I, I love it, you know. Um, IDP is, I like it again because to me, if you like college fantasy football, and the reasons why you might like college fantasy football or even c to c is because of what, what I just said, the, the amount of work you put in, you're going to re- reap those rewards. Well, IDP is like even bigger than that, right? In terms of right. there just isn't a whole lot of information available other than what, you know, the content that my, me or, or Hollywood are, are putting out or, you know, we're putting out on the podcast. And and so like the, the more work you're going to put in to, you know, figure out who the, who the next Carlton Marshall is, you you know, you're, you're going to get that benefit because it just, it's not readily available for everybody.
2: Yeah. I mean, you're only playing, if you're playing C2C IDP league and you're ignoring the IDP side, like you're only playing half of your squad, you're playing with one arm tied behind your back. And that's kind of how I was in the first, you know, two years, even really three years of the, the one league that um, Brock runs. Uh, I was just stumbling and fumbling through the dark on the I- IDP side. And then you came out with the the scoring and, and everything and put it all in one place. And it just it went a lot better this year. Like, I, you know, finished in um, third or fourth on, in the IDP grind league here. And a lot of that credit is to actually having some information on it. Because Fantrax doesn't really keep the scoring. You can't sort by.
0: They, they don't even do yeah. the scoring, really. Yeah. <laughs> right.
3: Dumb. It doesn't make sense because if you look at the player, you can see he's got 17 tackles. I'm like, why can't you just add those up? Damn it.
0: Well, but the um. problem is, is like it's not it's not reliable, right? I know like people would complain about all oh, the tackles it shows you, but they're not it's not accurate. Like right. for instance, like Jason Henderson had almost two hundred total tackles this year, and I think if you look in fan tracks, they have him credited for like sixty, right? Pretty close. Um so yeah, pretty close.
2: I'm not a math guy. Yeah. <laughs> no analytics here. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but two things um,
1: justice mentioned, like if when you, for me, IDP come on like a freaking hurricane or a tornado, right? I played for years, played offensive only did the home leagues, you know, I'm old school, the USA today's writing it down on paper and pen, you know, all that good stuff. Tried the IDP, and it was generic, right? It was one defensive lineman, one linebacker, one defensive back. And I was like, well, there's got to be more to this. And the next year I deep end, right, Um, full bore dynasty IDP, and you're starting 11 or 11 to 15, depending, and it's position specific. And I was like, man, this is pretty intense. And yet it wasn't, right, because then I got into college, and I'm like, I played a college-only league, and I was like, "Oh, you got defense here!" And then you've got campus to Canton. Then you're getting into campus to Canton IDP, and you know whether you are like us, industry guys, and you're you're producing content. Even if you're if you're not, and you just do your homework, like Justin said, you're you're kind of digging into it and doing. I think you're it prepares you so much better for your fantasy leagues. Just, just the info yeah. that you can gain personally from that, I, th- I think it's it's invaluable. You can't put a price tag on that. Absolutely. Whether you agree with me in justice or you agree with Colin and Dwight, no matter what your opinion is, you, when you dig into it, you're you're finding stuff that you're like, well, you know, I see what those guys are saying, but what about this? So, and I think that's what makes the whole industry grow, right? The whole thing. That's what right. makes it take off.
3: Yeah, when I first started playing IDP, it was probably 10 years ago. And you did well, have to do your, you did, your you did have well, you had to do your own research, <laughs> even for the NFL side. I mean, I had
0: Not, yeah, even today, that, IDP is kind of tough. I think
3: I know it's, I had it's, Gary it's growing, Davenport, but... and that was it, you know. Like Gary was my man back in the day. You know, he was one of the only ones that was doing it, I felt like huh? and so I liked having to do my own research. And then when I started to get into the CDC side of IDP. It was again research because you can't just go into that draft and be like, "I'm just going to take that five star, that four star, that four star, that four star." Okay, I'm good. We got this. Why am I only scoring 32 points a week? I got all these great. I got my defense. I got Alabama's Alabama's recruiting class right here. Why am I only getting 20 points a week? Well, you know, it just makes you do a lot of. You have to do a lot more research, which is something I want to pick your guys' brains. Like, what are you guys doing this time of year to get ready for this? What are you guys looking at? You know to help you get ready. Cause this is where I'm still learning. I'm still way behind. Like right now, totally lost. I'll look at it in July <laughs> or when we get our July. supplemental, you know, I I'm, I'm not at all ready for it. So I want to learn to be better prepared for the IDP side.
1: I think me and justice are kind of similar, but right now I'm, as they say, I'm in my element right now. I, I'm, I'm watching all these bowl games. I did the hula ball. I did the, uh, the NFLPA. I just finished up the East-West Shrine Bowl. I've got the uh, the Senior Bowl next. Then you got the HBCU coming up at the end of the month. Um, so I'm watching all those games. I'm watching film. I'm watching tape. But more than that, and it it makes me feel like, am I really this crazy? Because if you're following uh, or a member of our Patreon, IDP Nation Patreon, I'm digging into high schoolers like. I've got yeah. the top twenty-five 2023 IDP recruits for 2023. I just did a top twenty for 2024, and I'm looking at a a piece for 2025, and I'm like, this is insane. But we have we have a follower, and justice know who it is, Sal. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> it
1: sounds like my fucking spirit animal, right? And I'm like, because I'm thinking, okay, I've got this and this. And he comes up and he'll hit me in a DM or one of our chats. And he's like, well, what about this? And I'm like,
0: well, he's he's in about? a league where they're drafting kids that are still in high school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he and told me that. that. And he's
1: like, can you give me a list of 2025? That's, that's, that's like, like
0: totally degenerate to me. I don't yeah, know. I'm like, yeah.
1: I'm like, what the hell? I thought I was crazy, but this is this is insane. I'm like, I got you, dude. So, yeah. Shout out to our Patreon. Go check that stuff out. But Do, do you guys Colin, Dwight, do you guys kind of get <laughs> that crazy? I mean, is that something that... I think on the offensive side,
0: for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, on the well, offensive yeah, that's, side, that's what yeah. I meant.
1: But, I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of, you know, you start out NFL-only mm-hmm. offense and then you're kind of getting the NFL offense-defense and then you get to college and it just doesn't it almost seem like you can't get enough freaking information, no matter how early it is. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. you, you find yourself just digging deeper and deeper and deeper.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not quite on your level there. I haven't gotten to 2025 <laughs> yet, man. That's whew. That is some degenerate stuff, but you and know, I tough. started looking into that's... some 2024 and, and you know, I'm, I'm mostly looking into 2023 and in this incoming freshman class right now, doing a real deep dive into that. But, and then the next we'll have to do for, for IDP cause we have the league with Brock that he runs that that one drafts usually like uh March April 1st. Yeah. April 1st. There we go. So I'll have to get on that on the IDP
0: side of that one. Yeah, oh, that you one got time. Works.
1: Don't worry about it. You're good.
0: <laughs> I mean, I would say like what I do to prepare. I mean, what I'm doing right now is basically kind of looking at last year's results. Right. Um, trying. uh, I'm looking at them from a metric standpoint, from a production standpoint. Um, I I have not gotten to the point yet where I'm saying, Okay, well, this guy left, who, who are the candidates for the next guy up? Right? That's what I need to know. Yeah, Um, I have not gotten to that point (laughs) yet. Um, But I mean, that's kind of like the progression of things, right? Looking at what happened last year. um, However, you want to do that, whether that's, you know, analytics and metrics, or you know, just straightly production or video, whatever you want to do. And then, and then identify, okay, well, like you said, Carlton Marshall is gone now. So who's, you know, who's the next Carlton Marshall? Um, You know, and and trying to find that out and accurately predict that is, is difficult, right? Because generally speaking, there's no depth charts for spring, you know, games like you might get lucky and maybe they'll produce something. Um, you know, you, you really, if you want to find that information out, you got to really be degenerate and kind of go to their message boards or, or, you know, look on Twitter. Like, you know, maybe you get a list of, I don't know, two or three guys' names that maybe they're the, you think maybe they're the next guy. So you start doing a Google search or a Twitter search on that name. (laughs) And hopefully it's not a generic name like James Smith, right? Or, or something like that, where you're going to get all these. A ton Terry of results. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of what you have to do to figure it out, right? And then even then, um, you know, it, it's its uh, still a crapshoot. I mean, I would say um, something that really helped me last year and hopefully helped our listeners was um, we started a a conference preview series on the podcast last year. And where we kind of highlighted players. Oh, those are um, awesome. For each, yeah. For each conference. And it took so many notes during those. And that, and that helped. That helped. <laughs> I mean, like, watch, just, stop it. just doing the research for that. Like, I was the one that put those sheets together, and just doing that research helped me a ton, right? Um, you just so, me the sheets. <laughs> That's awesome. I, so I, I we did, you guys. We did. No, we uh, did, did share those sheets. Um, <laughs> actually, we did. We shared them. Like, we would. Like a couple of days after the podcast released, we would yep. I would I would share this sheet for that particular conference, um, and like we like we talked about guys. We talked about Jason Henderson, right, leading tackler college this year. Now I have a little more information because he's from Old Dominion, so I knew I knew who he was. But you know, Jason Henderson's one that we talked about. Um, oh, um, not I want to say Rodriguez, but it's not uh, Cobb. Mason Cobb from Oklahoma State who recently transferred to USC was one that we talked about. Um, I'm just trying to think of guys off the top of my head who were like kind of nobodies that we talked about in our previews that kind of, you know, went gangbusters. Um, Those two immediately come to mind. I don't know. Do you, can you think of any, I'd have to go back through and look at that sheet. We probably need to do that maybe for a podcast, kind of go through that sheet and see how many like super big hits we had. But, but, you know, that, I mean, and that, that was, was so deep. I mean, you put
1: that together, right? And you sent it to me and, and Brock. And even as deep as he went, they was some, we're still, there were still guys like, we still, we didn't added, miss, right? Right? We still added different players.
0: I mean, like, look, like a Sean Dolak from Buffalo, right? Like, right. you know, he kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, Kyle Suele from Arizona State, you know, who was a super senior hadn't really done anything his entire career, but had a, had a great, uh, had a great senior year is actually getting a little bit of NFL draft buzz. And I, and I, don't, I don't know that he got a, a combine um, invite. I don't know, but I know he played pretty well. He played pretty well in um, one of those all-star games too. So, but no, um, like those, those are two guys we didn't going. even put on the list. Cause we didn't know, we didn't even know who those guys were. Right. Yeah. And, and let's face
1: it. It's, it's one thing to do NFL, right? You've got thirty-two teams and X amount of players. And then you get to college, you've got division one, you got 130 teams, but if you're really crazy, you start getting into division yeah. two. Thirty-three.
0: Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so because we get San Houston right. State mm-hmm. and Jacksonville mm-hmm. State. Both of them year.
1: so you got those, and then if you know, if you're Maybe not fantasy wise, but you're looking at Division two and Division three. You're, you're looking at those small school prod, uh, prospects, and then if you're really freaking crazy like me, you're you're into high school. And there's just there's just no way that you can watch every single player from every single team. You can't do it. So you know I do like a, a lot of people ask me. I do the IDP. I think I've got what justice hundred last year. I had a 40 ish IDP college players, right. yeah, something like that. And people would ask me all the time, "What about this player? What about this player?" It's it's just it's not that I don't like them. I just didn't have the time to get to them, or I didn't know who they were. Um, I, I think when you're getting that deep into stuff, it's 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 so hard to
0: to hit on everything because there's just no way
2: yeah you can't you can't
0: do it hollywood watches i know hollywood watches a lot more film than i do i'm i am much more metrics analytics statistics kind of person just because i feel like i can cover so much more ground in a faster pace right because you know i love that
1: though i love that you don't really watch the film i I, seriously i I think it's like a yin and yang thing here right yeah, because I'm listening to what you're saying with your analytics and, and all these numbers and whatever, and when you talk about a player, I'm like, okay, I've watched Jose Ramirez at Eastern Michigan. I know what I've seen on film and now you're giving me these numbers. Hey, no-brainer for me, right? And I think that I, and then, you know, Brock, we don't care about Brock, but whatever. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I will say this, like to me, Brock is Brock is like he's the most impressive IDP college person I know. Right. Um, He just like i love to get inside his brain because I feel like he does of he does the best job of identifying um, the next Carlton Marshall or not even the next Carlton Marshall. Right. Because to me, that's not too, not as difficult as who's the next. Um, Danny Stutzman, Jason Henderson, these kind of guys that, that come yep. out of nowhere. That you know, the previous guy didn't have that kind of production, right? But but Brock Brock is he is really really good at identifying that. So Danny Stutzman was another one that Brock was high on um, in our preview series, right? And he had a, he had a phenomenal year. Um, and like yep. I I'm just in awe, like you know, because like. From a metrics analysis, statistics, whatever, Danny Stutzman is never going to stick out, right? Because Oklahoma ne- didn't necessarily have that kind of production in previous years from a linebacker. So, I, you know, I don't know what Brock's secret is. I'm thankful that we get to do a podcast with him and that we get to yep. shoot the shit with them from now and, every now and then, and he shares those, that information with us. Like he'll name, he'll he'll say the guy's name or whatever. Um, and so, like, I'm when Brock's talking. I'm always trying to listen. So, yeah. So, here's the
1: thing with Brock with me, right? And I agree with what you said. He's, he comes out with these names or whatever, but, you know, we, we've got DMs and personal chats and all this. And sometimes he'll just, he'll just come out of nowhere and say, what do you think about this trade or this offer? And I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay. Player A, I know. Player B, you're giving this, you're giving that, and then they'll ju- they'll be these times he's just got a player that I'm like, what? And then I go back and look, you know, because I'll tell him I'll be like, okay, give me a minute, let- I'll let you know, and I'll kind of go back and look, and I'm like, how the hell? Where the hell did he come up with this at? <laughs> and I, it, it's amazing me, and and again. Love Brock. I know I give him a hard time, but dude deserves some serious, yeah, serious. He is a great Brock. mind for sure. Yeah, for his commish skills too, though. He yeah, does so many things. Team he's by commish far the best commissioner ever. Elite. I would I would put him commission wise against anybody, and I, d- I don't think you could beat him. Uh, he does a great job
0: with that all right so i think the next question we have i think we have two more um how do you identify good systems for defensive players for college um i think my answer to that question is you're looking at past production right i mean if i'm thinking if i'm strictly thinking of um a guy for cff purposes right i'm looking looking at past production at that position for that school um and, and, and another big thing, too, is, like, a lot of – IDP is about opportunity, right? So who's, who's the linebackers that are going to have the most opportunity? The ones that are on crappy teams. <laughs> I mean, you know, just like – so Anthony, Orgy, Vanderbilt, Jackson, Mitchell, Connecticut, you know? Like, not to say they were – neither one of those teams were, I would say, as bad as they normally are, right? But traditionally, those teams have not been very good. And so the defense is gonna be on the field a lot, right? And so that's just more opportunity. So I mean I think that's that's a good way to identify, you know, production from a college fantasy standpoint, right? Is who has more opportunity, what defenses are on the field more. And and sometimes it's not even doesn't have to necessarily be a bad team. It can be a team where the uh, the offense just is so scores so quickly, right? and the defense is on the field a ton. Like, I would say, I don't know who I would say is that way right now, but, like, I can tell you, like, Old Dominion, back when we had Taylor Heineke, like, our games were always shootouts because, like, he was, we'd score in, like, two minutes, right? But then our defense is on the freaking field the whole daggone game, so they're worn out. Like, I remember, like, two times we played Georgia Southern in the um, FCS playoffs, and – Neither team punted the whole game. Like <laughs> neither team punted. It was it was basically whoever turned the ball over more or who had the ball last was going to win the game, right? And so that, that's mm-hmm. another way. Like so, you don't necessarily have to be a bad team for your defense to be on the field a lot. Yeah, um,
3: SMU kind of comes to mind, and you know teams like that. That's what's air what raid,
0: right? Yeah. Western Kentucky, Texas Tech
3: that's an area where I hope to improve because I know we have a great crew over at campus Canton of identifying offensive systems like that, you know, like Moxley's great at that, you know, where you know, that we know that this team typically has this type of rusher, you know, so I just, I want to try to identify, you know, those types of defenses that typically you know have the linebackers to get a hundred tackles, you know, that I can kind of hopefully stay ahead of the curve a little bit, you know, rather than play so reactionary. Cause I still, I know I won this year, but I still made a lot of my moves reactionary you know, like, right. oh, crap, I need this. This guy's doing well, so I'll pick him up and hopefully he keeps doing well. And they did sometimes, you know, and sometimes they didn't. So it's still very reactionary in the way I play. So, I yeah, think it, i
2: think it's in general, with you. Yeah. Right.
0: Just because the, there's just not a lot of, there's not a lot of information out there to be proactive. I mean, we, we produce what we can, right? But the, the, it's still like, there's so much more that can be done, um, right. you know, and maybe we'll get there in the future. Like, like we were talking earlier, like in a IDP on the NFL side, like in the last few years, I think has grown a lot compared to where you know where it was five years ago. Um, and so maybe as as we see um, people get more involved in college fantasy and and C to C, we'll see the IDP side of that kind of kind of grow as well. I think. I think things that can help that is is betting right yeah. um, player props all, all these different ways you can gamble on college football right hopefully that leads to like an injury system kind of like the NFL has where they got a report you know so all, you know, and then, and then and it'll help grow the sport I think in terms of college fantasy football. Um, so yeah. The injury declaration for
1: college is absolutely the most horrible thing ever. <laughs> oh <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. It is. It is it's bad. It is totally like, if you think it's bad for offensive players, like it's oh. non existence for defensive players. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can forget that shit. You ain't find enough. I've,
3: I've always been like a staunch. Opponent, like I do not like best ball, but best ball for college is actually kind of nice because of that. The injury declarations, oh, is a nightmare trying to keep up. I, I think so. I'm,
1: I'm intrigued you said best ball because I get <laughs> it. right? I, like yeah, I hate it. I freaking hate it. But
2: I know I always have to. I say I hate it, yeah. but
1: I don't, right? Because right. I get it. I understand it, right? Your best ball is putting your best foot forward, your best lineup in each and every week, right? right? Here's my problem with it. It takes
0: I out takes the, owner.
1: the owner, right? And, and it takes work. out the owner, the management of it, and I, I can't know, stay yeah. engaged. I do these eliminators. Uh, if you know at Seahawks Dan, who used to be my co-host on IDP Nation, he does autism eliminators, right? And they're all Best ball. And I donate and I sign up for those every time, every chance I get. So check those out. But we we draft the players and check out yep and then i don't never check them again it's it's rarely maybe on a whim i'll check in to see how i'm doing or whatever but for me there's no interest it's like okay the best part of it's done the off-season prep and the draft i could care less it's best ball because there's nothing i can do do you guys feel that same way or am i just no i do
2: yeah i do too i know dwight you run those um that you ran oh, the fantasy maybe. cares eliminators for the college side the past couple of years, and I had a lot of fun with those. I really like drafting them. as a lot of good guys in the league, and you know you get your chat going, you you know smack talk a little bit every now and then as right. Dwight's posting who got eliminated this week. But it definitely takes out a lot of the engagement.
3: The the substitution thing does help a little bit, you know. Yeah, the, the auto sub, so that, that is a nice little addition. But
0: well, the problem, but the problem is with IDP leagues, you can't use it because. No fan track scoring is so bad you can't gotcha. you can't use it at all. Now maybe oh, after yeah. um, players get zero, right? So, <laughs> a good one. so the um what what I've been what Brock and I and I don't know if Brock's going to do it, but he kind of asked me, you know, towards the end of the year, hey, we got to come up with something. And so what my suggestion was him with him was basically like each each week an owner has to produce a depth chart, so to speak, right? So you have your starters, and then you're going to have a depth chart, and you're going to say, okay, you know, my LB3 is, you know, Carlton, Marshall, whoever, whatever, whoever it is. You, you know, you are got to kind of produce a depth chart, and so that at least the owner has to do some work to for a substitution, right? Right. Um, and so, you know, I, you know, I felt like that was kind of a fair compromise between breast and and saying too bad, so sad.
2: Right. Right. Because the too bad, so sad, it, it can work for, you know, veterans, uh, you know, people like us who have been in multiple leagues. who have been in this for years. But if you're a newer person to this, that can definitely be a turnoff. You know, it can right. be a barrier to entry if you're like, well, mm-hmm. I didn't even know this guy was getting hurt. And, you know, and now all of a sudden he's not playing and I'm getting zeros pissed, and I'm losing. And, like, yeah. why am I doing this? You know?
0: Yeah, Absolutely. So the last question we had was when you're looking at NFL potential or Debbie potential, are there schools you look at for specific positions?
2: Give my example. Give my example.
0: Your example is Penn state linebacker. You, right?
2: <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm a Penn state fan. So. <laughs> yeah. So, so now it's absolutely, absolutely, absolutely right. Now like, we to know. Me,
0: like the first one that comes to mind for me is Clemson defensive line. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know, obviously Alabama too, right? Alabama linebackers, um, Georgia defensive line, Georgia Georgia defensive backs. Every every player. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ohio Ohio Lord. State defensive line is another one, right? Yep. Um, right. Maybe Ohio State defensive backs, corners, safeties. Um, you know, it, it's kind of the blue bloods, right? Right. That, it's that, the that, blue that. bloods. But our buddy
1: Sal, once again. This was a question he had, right? Yeah, Uh, kind of asking it, and he asked this same thing, and I was like, "And I agree with what Justice is saying, but I kind of think you got to look at this. Is kind of how I look at it too, right? Like he mentioned Clemson defensive line, tackle, defensive tackles, defensive ends. You know, that's what they're known for, right? Well, I'm gonna in Georgia, same thing. Um, Penn State with the linebackers. Here's one thing where. I kind of take it to another level, okay? So like Georgia, two years ago, right, they had this mass exit, dominated college football, but they had this mass exit of draft picks. Same thing again this year, two years in a row. So for me, when I'm looking at these high schoolers I was talking about earlier, these incoming freshmen, I'm kind of looking, okay, we had this max exit of talent on the defensive line for Georgia, who've they got coming up in 2023 and 2024? Now, maybe I have to wait just a little bit, but with that mass exit of talent, I think those guys are a little, have a little quicker path, right, to college production, college reps. So that's, you know, Peter Woods, uh, he's, he's a big boy that's just, he's dominant. If you don't know who that is, go check him out if you're in IDP leagues. But I think he's got a little quicker plat- path to play in time because of the mass exit of talent in front of him. So I think that's, for me, I, I agree with what Justice said, but I kind of look at it that way too, right? Where, who's, who's the pipeline or the Blue Bloods, but who, which one of those have a little quicker path for
0: incoming talent?
2: That's a good point. I like that.
0: Well, to kind of wrap this segment up, I think I just want – we should let people know, like, what resources are available and where to find them. So I would tell you from an IDP perspective, you know, Hollywood's always producing content, lots of content. Like you said, he, he produced a 2023 list, 2024 list. He's working on a 2025 list. He has Debbie ranks. He's, he's reviewing all the, you know, the Senior Bowl, the Shrine Bowl, Hula Bowl, all these things and producing content like – Lately, but it seems like he's doing it like every day, every other day, right? So, the and, and the and his Patreons is a great resource for IDP. Um, campus to Canton, where me, Dwight, and Colin all are. Um, great. If you're in, a, if you're in a campus to Canton league and you're not a member of campus to Canton, like, I don't know what you're doing. I, I really don't. Um, and, and if you're, and if you're doing, if you're successful, then, then, you know, you are like, that's awesome, right? Um, yeah. Uh, because like there's so many tools and resources available, not only for campus Canton leagues, but for college fantasy football leagues. Um, we have IDP stuff available as well on the college side. Um,
2: yeah. And just a little teaser. You, uh, shared with me an idea that you have for the upcoming season. I think that's, uh, that's going to be really cool. That's gonna be really helpful. I don't want to give too much away on that because there's still a lot in the works, but Yes, uh, that's. I think that's gonna be really cool. We actually
0: have. Not, not you mentioned that. I think we, you
1: are. You're supposed to be on the IDP side, bro. <laughs> I, think, I,
0: think, I would say it's actually probably two things. Like we have okay. on the works on the IDP side, right? That are yep. like are gonna be great stuff for people that play in IDP leagues. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but yeah, stay tuned.
3: See Hollywood, we're actually paying them with money and not like coon <laughs> oh, skins or whatever no, be no, <laughs> no. So, hey, you guys play in
2: Tennessee. Oh, well, I, I, we, well, we, you
0: well we, hey, I will say money. this: I have Coons gotten, scans, a, scene, I have not team, gotten a single dime we'll or that. check from anybody. So, you know, if you got a coon skin, you
2: gotta, you gotta, you gotta talk to our money guy. I'll, I'll have him hit you up.
0: No, no, but seriously, like you know, subscribe to Hollywood's Patreon, join Campus to Canton. Colin Dwight, you guys want to tell people where they can find you and where they can Absolutely. listen to you Come at? Tell them what you're working on, what you're doing, man. Promote yourself. This is your show. This is your go here.
2: Have at it, Dwight. I'll let you take the lead here. You're the champ. Oh, <laughs> you find me on
1: here we go.
2: FF
3: People's <laughs> Champ on Twitter, my uh, daily draft pod covering offensive and defensive guys. It's a real quick listen. You can listen to it on the way to the grocery store, uh, 10, 15 minutes each day on one prospect. Real quick and easy listen. Bad dad jokes included. Um, you can find that on my Twitter at daily draft rprt and then editing and writing at the Nerds and Campus canton.
2: Yeah, um, I, you can find me on Twitter at c two c Decker. Um, find all of my stuff over at Campus to Canton uh, Rankings. Uh, we're coming out with some draft guides for your freshman and supplemental drafts that we got coming up here soon. Um, CFF. Uh, I probably won't be at quite as involved in that one. Um, but you know, Devi guide we'll have coming out too. I'll be writing for that. I don't write a ton of articles, which is a joke over there at the site, but, uh, anything that I do, you can find over there at com. And I would
0: say that, that rookie and supplemental guy is a phenomenal resource, right? And I don't, even if you're not in a campus Canton league, like if you're in a college fantasy football dynasty league, you need, if you're not a member, you need to at least buy that guide. Like that is to me that, 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 that's. If you're in a CFF Dynasty League, that, in my opinion, is probably the most important of the, of the guides that we put out.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. Absolutely. Because um, it gets it's we Austin and I made a joke about it on our on campus life uh, on Tuesday that we have the best freshman and, and supplemental guide out there because it's. Really the only one. Right, right. We're the the best college (laughs) IDP podcast. You are, yeah.
0: We're the only one that exists.
1: You know, that's kind of how I feel about IDP Debbie. I'm the only one, so hey, I'm going with it. (laughs) Absolutely. No, it was great to have you guys on. Thank you so much for joining us. um, This next next year,
3: when we win next year, just don't take three months to get us on, please.
1: No, it'll be six months. It doubles oh, every time you win.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about Dwight, but I, I can't wait to be back on uh next year after I win this one this time. All right. Dwight had his. Dwight had his. Dwight, you can finish second. We'll take one and two. All right. I
1: really don't know what you guys are saying win for it, because it's not going to happen.
2: <laughs> uh, we'll have to get another back going.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, yeah, we can do something like that.
2: <laughs> well,
0: Preferably, on, we're going to win. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. I appreciate yep. you guys. Thanks.
1: Yep. So much fun. Again, I'm so glad you got. I know we give you a hard time, but I'm so glad you guys won, because I really feel like that's another – Voice in our bucket, right? That that can mm-hmm. sound off for us, and we would do the same for you guys. Um, glad to uh, have you guys on. Promote yourself. Give your insights because, hey, the experience level or whatever doesn't matter, right? You know, whether you're stupid, crazy like me, or you're a first-time beginner in IDP, the opinions, the questions, all that stuff. Hits on every level, right? So, you know, glad to have you guys on. Congratulations on winning. Once again, I'm waiting on a couple things to come in. I'll be sending your crap to you that you won. (laughs) And uh, thanks, man. Um, Anybody got anything else?
2: Nope. Thank Thank
1: you, sir. Thank you, guys. I mean, I was really questioning myself. I was like, if I have to hear these guys, just keep on bragging. I don't know. So I'm
3: gonna recap real here. This it was a it was a That's sunny it. Saturday afternoon.
0: <laughs> you guys. uh